Welcome to the Data Savvy Teacher Podcast. My name is Alicia Parker and I'll be your host. This podcast is for anyone who has a role in education and wants to learn how to improve their data using skills. As an educator, you're probably also a lifelong learner. So thanks for making this podcast part of your personal growth. And if you enjoy what you hear, please give it a rating on iTunes or share it with others. This helps more listeners like you find this resource as well. All right, let's get started with today's content. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two on the Data Savvy Teacher podcast. Let's start out with a not so difficult question to answer today. Here we go. Have you ever tried to figure out the cause of something? What kind of question is that, right? Hey, listen, I promised you it wasn't so difficult. Of course you've tried to figure out the cause of something. We all look for reasons why things happen all the time. Just the other day, I turned on my garbage disposal and it made a terrible noise. A noise I knew it was not supposed to be making. So I quickly turned it off and went digging for data. What I found was a spoon had slipped inside the garbage disposal. The spoon caused the noise made in the disposal. When I removed the spoon, the noise stopped. And I bet I could do a series of experiments and put all kinds of silverware or other objects in my garbage disposal and every time I'd get the same or similar results. The disposal would make an improper noise. Now, I'm not gonna be doing that particular experiment, one, because I don't really wanna call a plumber, and two, I don't really wanna explain to my husband that I broke our disposal on purpose. But if I did, I could probably say with confidence that there was not just a correlation, but also a causation between foreign objects inside my garbage disposal and terrible noises it makes. Now, that's not always the case. Causation and correlation are not always so easily linked. Let me give you another non-education example, and then let's talk about how this relates to being a data-savvy teacher. If you examine the data collected that charts deaths by drowning versus ocean water temperature, you'll find a strong correlation. The warmer the water temperature, the more drownings occur. So does warm water cause drownings? No, of course not. There's an underlying principle at work here. More people swim in the ocean during the summer and with an increase in swimmers of all levels at the beaches, when the water is its warmest, we have drownings. Warm water doesn't cause drownings. There are other forces at work. So. How does this impact us as teachers and educators in our variety of roles in our school systems? Let's start by talking through a classroom scenario. Let's say you decide to choose a new instructional material to use this year. I'll use a high school English class for this scenario, but try to think of something in your realm that might apply to you. Okay, let's say for years you've read To Kill a Mockingbird in your class and done a whole unit and plot sequence, author's purpose, character development, all the good ELA standards. But this year, your department chair has said, no more To Kill a Mockingbird. We're going to now read A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. So you plan and deliver the unit. And at the end, the students do much worse on the assessment than in years past. It might be tempting to say that the new material caused a decrease in student scores. But are we sure those two variables are related by causation? Or is it just a correlation? 
Did reading a different book cause a reduction in students' understanding of plot development and character analysis? No, we cannot make that conclusion. There are too many other variables and not enough control of those variables to determine that the new material caused a decline. Here's another example. Let's say your school decided to spend grant money on new technology. Every student received a new device. Then, at the end of that year, the scores on the state reading test went up. And now the principal, the parent advisory committee, and even the district are hailing the new devices as the reason for the increase in scores. But it's actually intellectually dishonest to conclude that giving every student a device caused them to perform better on reading tests. What else went on at the school? How were the devices used? Did all the students even log in and turn those devices on? And if so, what software was used to teach reading? Did other materials or instructional strategies change that might have had an impact on those scores? You see, in education, we can very rarely find a scenario where we can with certainty assign causation to a situation where we see correlation. If you have time, I would challenge you to check out the website Spurious Correlations. It's hilarious. There are tons of examples of highly correlated variables with absolutely zero connection to causation. Let me tell you about a few, but please Google that. Spurious Correlations. And take a look for yourself. Here we go. Did you know there is a 99.79% correlation between the U.S. spending on science, space, and technology with... The number of suicides by hanging, strangulation, and suffocation between the years of 1991 and 2009. Hmm. Here's another one. There is a 94.71% correlation between the per capita cheese consumption and the number of people who died by becoming tangled in their bedsheets between 2000 and 2009. Speaking of cheese, here's one more. There's a 95.86% correlation between the per capita consumption of mozzarella cheese and the number of civil engineering doctorates awarded. The list goes on and on. So check out that website. Okay, so what have we learned? Just because two things are highly correlated, even if they're highly correlated over many, many years, it doesn't mean those two things are in a causal relationship. So as a classroom educator, be on guard for the temptation to connect variables in a cause and effect conclusion. Make sure you can validate that thinking with evidence and that you've controlled for other factors. Now, to be honest, usually this takes an outside researcher setting up an experimental situation in order to collect data and then analyze it for correlation and possibly causation using some pretty highly sophisticated statistics. Remember, many things are correlated like cheese consumption and doctorates in civil engineering. But that does not mean we have a cause and effect relationship. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Data Savvy Teacher Podcast and can tune in for our next episode. And remember, a rating on iTunes gets this podcast seen by more listeners like you. So if you like what you hear, feel free to leave a review or share this with a friend. May the data be ever in your favor.